too much ticulous, not enough meh. It was delightful. You'll be there at 9.15. I'll be there whenever. I'm ready to go anytime. Take me now if you want. STC Pod and the opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the presenters therein without any affiliation or obligation to any establishment are the real or imagined even if they wanted it. Now, get ready and hit start to continue. Did you get it there, baby? Did you get it, Fred? No, nothing. <laughs> That's got to be a computer, man. Calm down. No, now I got to clean this up. Ooh, Joe's under the table. Probably having a nap under there now. Me, 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 me. Oh, there he is. Back up. It's all about Joe. Yep. Temper tantrums. I'm fucking furious. <laughs> Fuck it. I don't care. We got, I'm going to bed in an hour. Or so, whatever we get done, we get done. Start this. We piece do it live. Start this piece of shit. I don't care anymore. Fucking Mike. We're, take care of your stuff better. I do. I'm meticulous with it. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. A little too much ticulous. Not enough. Meh. Why, why are you so crazy, man? Because it infuriates me. Well, you sound like you did last week. Good. I don't care anymore. <laughs> Fuck this podcast. Fuck the mic. <sighs> Start it up. Let's go. go it is bed. going. We're going. I gotta go to bed. We're going, Fred. Fred, 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 Fred. <laughs> Glad you're in a good mood. You can carry this podcast. I'm in a good mood. Well, let me tell you. Uh, message from Joe. What time do you want to do the show at? I'm like, I don't know, 9.30? Joe comes back. Be there at 9.15. Okay. That's where it's going to be. All right. I'm there at 9.15. Joe well, finally shows up at 9.30. For hey. technical issues, I meant be there for 9.15. Yeah. And then I meant to. And then when I was logging into Google... I saw a James Corden uh, car sing along video oh my with uh, him and the chili peppers that he just did. Oh. So I watched that for 15 minutes. Thanks. It was delightful. You'll be there at 9.15. I'll be there whenever. Well, I just I'll make sure to, my mics don't work. I meant to peek into it, and then I just got caught. I got caught up with it. It was. Uh, he is a delightful gentleman, let me tell you. Really? Well, you've That's changed your it, tune on him. It's already got 7 million downloads. Can you believe it? Holy mackerel. Yeah, he tapped into something. We're a million miles from the Johnny Carson Tonight Show. That's for sure. And the David Letterman Late Show. We're better for it. Oh, yeah. We're better for it. 
Um, uh, well, you bailed on me the other day. Uh, where'd you go? At work. Oh yeah. To, uh, I wasn't feeling good. I was going to say, I got to see, uh, Rickles showed up on, uh, the Jimmy Fallon tonight show, which might've been his first time on the Fallon tonight show. So he was, uh, busting Fallon's chops pretty bad over his, uh, you know, circus variety show style of tonight show. It was pretty good. Wasn't there another guest on at the same time? Who was it? Uh, well, Regis actually came out kind of a surprise guest kind of thing just at the end to present uh, Rickles with uh, birthday cake. But I couldn't believe how good Regis looks too. Like that guy is spry. He's looking really good. That retirement suits him well, I guess. Wasn't Rickles not feeling good for a little bit? Or did he just have surgery or something like that? I, I can't remember anything coming up with him, but uh, I know into his 80s, he was still pretty energetic and he moved around the stage pretty good. But now he's at that stage where they don't they don't even walk him in on the stage now. He just, uh, they widen the camera and he's already sitting in the chair. Mm-hmm. So he's looking, he's looking really old now, unfortunately, yeah. but. God damn, I love Don Rickles. I got to see him live not too long ago, maybe five years ago. And he was all over that stage. Where'd you see him? At Rama? But, yeah, uh, a casino near here he played. Were you the and youngest person in the audience? Maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> it was great, though. All the oldies are looking at you like, what's this punk doing here? He doesn't ruin our but, show for us. But like even on Fallon at 90 years old, he was super quick, like super fast on Jimmy with the comeback. So it was, it was a treat to see him there. You'll have to, uh, Oh yeah. That's one thing I've uh, always been impressed with is it seems mentally he's always been there. I know I won't be there mentally when I'm 90. Hopefully I'm not even alive. So (laughs) hopefully. Yeah. Well, you keep going ballistic over a tiny little mic issue, and uh, I'm ready to go anytime. Take me now if you want. <laughs> Podcasting stuff will be over. Take me now, please. Wow, why don't you start up a like another podcast? What are we up to? Four podcasts now that you do at the same time? Well, no, just it was that one week where I did four. <laughs> With, uh, well, let's trannies and beer us. Uh, I did the uh, first episode of the shelf cast with uh, cartridge Canuck. And then I was on as guest for um, uh, the cartridge club for uh, donkey Kong country game of the month. Yeah. Well, I want to congratulate you on your uh, appearance on the, the shelf cast. That was, uh, I guess that's, that's your show. You and cartridge connect. Yeah. There's no need to congratulate me. Did you, so, act, yeah. I, did you listen to it? Should I quiz you? <laughs> Go ahead. Actually, you know, I thought the shelf cast, of course, you know, as a goof, you guys are putting out a, a podcast on shelf, but yeah, I gotta admit there was something there. It kept me going. Um, especially, because uh, Paul uses a uh, unique shelving system that he devised and uh, the reasons behind it and how it all worked out. It's pretty good. I, I, I sat through it all. 
I think it's doing okay on his downloads too. I think you guys are getting like decent numbers for a podcast about shelves. Well, he recorded a second one. I, unfortunately, I was unable to um, to be there for that one. But he wanted to do a second one because normally it's a we're going to do it bi monthly. But uh, he he was getting ready to have his second kid, so he wanted to uh, squeeze an extra one in just because he wasn't sure how chaotic it was going to get for him once the uh, little one arrived. So I was unfortunately I wasn't able to be there for that one, but uh, I'll be there for the next record. And maybe what was uh, what? Oh, I don't remember. Is something important? Yeah, I want to hear the excuse train. I hear it going in the background. Choo choo. I don't remember what was going on that day. yeah so that was good everyone should check that out paul has his uh shelves uh they're made out of uh i guess milk crates right which when you think about it you think it would be very uh hoboish no, not no, because I'm like a record collector guy, so I've been around milk crates forever, but they yeah, have a certain different. romance to, with me. But you think they wouldn't stack well that they'd be very um ominously, precariously upon each other, but he uh rigged something up, so it's it's cool. Check that out. So he can basically I think to set them up any way he wants. They don't have to be stacked, they can be like uh staggered or any kind of design that he wants. So he did a good job. He should actually throw the pictures up. I thought he was going to, but I guess he got busy. And what was your big uh, contribution to the show? Did you Me? have a big revelation about no. shelves? I was there. You I, were just uh, the expert. I uh, displayed my enthusiasm and how much I like shelves. And I uh, talked about a bit of mine, though my setup's nothing spectacular. I just, um, I'm always playing around with it for some reason. And that was it. All right. But, well, uh, the, f- uh, the Fandango had a new podcast come out too, and they they of course talked about the shelf cast. And, I haven't uh, heard it yet, though. Am I going to get angry? Hello. No, it's spawning a lot of inspiration because, uh, like, Grambox is coming up with a whole new spinoff. Where instead of the shelf cast, he's going to have the bag cast. What are people putting their uh, stuff in? What kind of bag? Sling bag? Uh, you know, fanny bag? Grocery bag? Disposable bag? Canvas bag? So there's a show right there. There's a show. Uh, Is he making fun of it? No. (laughs) I'm looking at your room behind you, though. I I wonder why you don't have one more bookcase. Like you have blank wall space there. I would think another bookcase would be perfect behind Um, you. I could. um, I can put a lot more than one. I just I don't want to be surrounded by shelves. Because what you see behind me, you're on a shelf cast over here. I've got three more shelves. Yeah. Yeah. We've, and, yeah. And then my desk is L shaped. So it takes up another corner. So I, I, like I said, the, the shelves are dark. I don't, I don't want to be like in a black room. You know what I mean? I'll probably add one oh, okay. more. Yeah. I think I have to out of necessity. These uh, freaking video games are, are uh, slowly consuming uh, territory in this room i wonder what kevin uh what kind of sh- what kind of uh space issues kevin runs into because he just did a pretty big pickup from the last uh waterloo game swap right she's always picking up stuff he's probably picks up more stuff that 
on a regular basis out of anyone I know, video game wise. Uh, Kevin's got tons and tons of shelves. He's got rooms upon rooms of shelves. He's got entire wings devoted to gaming shelves. Maison. Mansion. Maison, uh, Kevin. Well, I don't want to. So were they busting wanna... uh, the shelf cast balls there? No, it's peace, love, and respect. Mm. They were, uh, I guess if you want to get into it, I, I want, well, I want to have a little, uh, I don't want to spend too much time on shelves. I want to finish our shelf segment here. I've been thinking for a long time about this shelf I want to have. And now that you're a shelf expert, I'll throw it out at you. I got all these controllers, right? That I want to display, but I also want to have a shelf and it's not like controllers sit well on a shelf. So I was thinking of a two tiered design where your top shelf is a normal shelf. And then underneath it is a shelf that goes diagonally out underneath of it with a little lip at the end. And there the controllers can sit perched up on that angle and all the cords go in the recess in behind that angle piece of wood. Know what I mean? That's going to get what I'm saying. uh, Yeah. um, uh, That's a good idea. It's going to require a bit of engineering on your part, I think. Right. Yeah, it's fabrication. That's the, you have to make the whole thing. Like, I was that's actually the design thinking, I got in my head. What about on an easier basis? If you did some sort of um, on your shelf, if you did like a pedestal design, where you had like uh, you know how you have like um, uh, you know sort of like when you when you win a, a trophy, it's like you got the first tier, and then above it's the second tier, like steps. You could do that on your shelf or you could probably even go two, maybe three high at the most, probably two for a better display. And it would run the entire length of your shelf. And then you could have on the first row, all your, you could probably like, like say like on the Ikea Billy bookshelves, you could put at least five or six across minimum. And then on the next tier up behind it, on the next step, you can do another complete row of five or six. And then if you wanted to, you could just hide the cords in behind that somehow. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying if you're doing it inside of a bookcase, whereas I want a free floating shelf. Oh, I thought you were talking about in a bookshelf. No, no. Yeah. No, I mean a, a shelf that's mounted on the wall. Uh, so, but it can have a flat part on top so I can put like uh, my camera, all my old cameras and shit on top. And then below mm, on this I like, angled. I don't like that. Don't like it. Hmm. I don't think it will look good. Sorry. I thought you meant inside a book, cal- a bookshelf. Uh, no, I don't think that would look good on a. I think that would present you got your main shelf and then underneath it. Angles out another oh, shelf. No, I know exactly what you mean. All right, think about it. You guys uh, work out a new design on your next yeah. episode. I say, all uh, right. I say no on that idea. Okay, thanks, thanks, Joe. That's my professional opinion. You draw up your other thing for me. I'll uh, consider it. But I, I need a free floating. I need a like a, an actual shelf outside of a bookshelf. So that's what it's got to be built on. You got no room. I want to display the controllers. 
Um, yeah, there will be another bookshelf at some point, but that that space will be taken up with stuff. Or what stuff. if what if instead of doing a, a shelf like that for the controllers, what if you did some kind of like, a, you know, those uh, mesh type of shelf units that some people use for closets made out of that really hard iron or thin metal covered in rubber? Yeah. What if you did that flat against the wall and just, and then sort of just hung your controllers on that and you could just have like a, almost like a poster type of display of controllers. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen stuff like that. I, I don't know. I like prefer it to more, it, more. I'd get it. I, I think they normally come white as a standard. You could spray paint it all black. Uh, hang it off your wall and then you could hang your controllers off of that. And you could probably put a good amount of the, amount of them on there too. I don't know. I don't know if that, that gives them the respect that I want them to have on a display. All right, moving on, moving on Fandango, which you uh, refuse to listen to. I'll listen to it on Friday. So when this comes out, I will be listening to Fandango that day. Okay, good. Well, you'll hear, um, You'll hear some Kevin fabrications and uh, about you uh, imaginations out of his mind of how things happen. Um, Is this in regards I don't to the see, uh, Waterloo game swap? The hashtag game swap cock block. Yes. <laughs> that I I didn't even name anybody for that, so I don't even know why he's bringing it up. I but, think you uh, called I, them out. You called them out. No, what are you talking about? No, I did not. I said uh, I the names will be kept private. And then I said, are you referring to so-and-so? Nah. Anyways, yeah, uh, check out his side of the story. It's, it's, uh, he'll say how he has worked many of these deals where he'll go in with somebody and huddle up, formulate a strategic game plan, and then work the deal at a table. That's I'm sure that's happened too, but what is what else transpired has also happened. And there's, there's many witnesses to that under. And uh, he's like, how am I to know? I cannot read minds that he wanted in on this deal, that he wasn't actually meaning it for me, that it was for him for this deal. It's like, come on, man. It's like me and you when we're at work, right? If someone's given us a uh, direction about how to do stuff and uh, I look at you with a certain glance and then you look at me back another way and we somehow do what we both want to do our own way, you don't, have to, you don't have to, you don't have to verbalize everything. How about uh, Jean-Luc Picard on the bridge of the enterprise gives a little sideways glance to Riker. Riker furrows his brow to Commander Worf, and the alien is put into a force field right there on the bridge. Yeah, that episode no is ridiculous, by the way. <laughs> oh, no, it wasn't. It was. It totally illustrated how uh, you don't have to verbalize it's everything. Like, and then they had to explain to the alien, oh, unlike you, we too can also communicate non-verbally. Yeah. I did this just by a look to my, my first officer. Fuck. Yeah, brilliant, which is like, uh, as we know, Kirk wouldn't have done that. He would have lunged across the console to get at the alien and have a good old fister, fisty cuff. I think uh, Kevin's hopping on that uh, excuse train. 
so you know we're we're in uh, we're engaged in battle with the dealers you know we're all a big team together and so you know we will uh shoot sideways glances at each other and have certain codes for certain deals and that's just what happened but nonetheless maybe he'll uh you'll understand my glances for the next show what do you think oh i think just out of respect he should Pro code and respect, man. So things are ramping up for the uh, Barry Game Exchange on. Yeah, I don't like August, it. I don't. August twenty like first. What? Too many people are showing up. That's right. It is. It is turning big. There's people coming from all across the nation, all across the goddamn nation, on boats and planes and trains and cars. Crazy. I think we'll have to VIP that one. That's for sure. Me and Kevin and uh, Dean got together on an emergency Google Hangout call to uh, start strategizing our uh, our attendance at this thing and where everyone's going to stay and how things are going to come together. And of course, at one point, it was said, "Well, oh wait a minute, we need an extra. Well, Joe's going to be there. We could always uh, put uh, this person and Joe, and we can. Oh well, wait, 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 wait." Joe says he's going to this, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty adamant that he's going to this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe we shouldn't... Uh, <laughs> maybe we shouldn't uh, leave too many plans in his hands, just in case. I'll, just I'll in case something there. comes up. Listen, you filled me in already to the details, so I'll be there. I will... Uh, apparently, I'm driving Dean from Kevin's house to the show, is what the... Uh, pre-made arrangements were and I agreed to it because I'm a good guy. <laughs> uh, me and Dean can do a little bit of bonding on the way up since I wasn't allowed to hang out with him uh, last time he came down to uh, our lovely province of Ontario. This yeah. time he's coming down for two weeks and um, one of those weeks, half of one week he's staying with Kevin and the other half he's staying with you apparently, right? I think so. We're still ironing things out. So I uh, well, don't bail on the guy. He needs your help, man. <laughs> oh, no. I'm not going to bail on the guy. That's for sure. You won't have a place uh, to stay if you bail. You already promised him, man. What's uh, what's going on in your mansion? What do you mean? I know there's uh, quite a bit of room at the inn, so to speak. <laughs> what? Are you hitching up another freight car? What's going on here? Unfortunately, I've got a lot of stuff going on, too, so... Don't think I'd be pretty much available for entertaining, Holy I guess. Well, I don't know. What the fuck, dude? I, I know. Edit. what I'm editing this shit out. <laughs> no, just be, it's, you can say it. We all understand what the issue is. You're, you don't want to say to your wife that you have company coming over that you happen to meet on the internet and is probably not a serial murderer. And uh, you think she's going to go crazy, right? If you, uh, if you try and pull that, it's, that's respectable. I understand that. So we were like even saying, well, you should make up that this is your old, you know, army buddy from uh, back in Korea that uh, <laughs> if you flew a couple sorties with. Uh, anyways, it's okay, man. We got it. We got it under control. I know. You guys got it covered. So we might need you, you know, because there's so many people flooding in for this maybe if you could spare a seat 
to get someone, to, you know, to get somebody there more comfortably than jamming in with a whole bunch of other cars. Yeah, of course, man. So that'd be pretty cool. And well, you know, think- I'm even, I'm batting around the idea of like, just wave my arms to everybody opening my arms up at the end and saying, come on over to, uh, to my modest abode for a little barbecue. And we'll pal around for a bit after the show and decompress and tell stories and enjoy each other's presence. And then, you know, you could take Dean back with you after that. Right. Cause you would be there for the whole thing. Plus, uh, any kind of gathering afterwards. Well, I'll ask and see what's going on for the rest of the day, but I will try and stay as long as I can. It would be great to have a barbecue at your place. Uh, never been invited up for one. So that'd be cool. <laughs> and, uh, I wasn't, uh, I wasn't able to stay over there last time for the, the Barry game exchange. Yeah. What, what came up for that? Something big came up. I had to get uh, back home for, uh, right. We didn't want to be there. Family, family function. I just I don't want to be here. No, I function. I did. I couldn't stay all day, dude. Uh, <laughs> okay. That's fine. Fair enough, dude. We don't need to get into it. Family obligations. It's, it's nice enough that she lets me go out for, uh, you know, even half of a half a day for the show. Oh, come on. Who are you trying to kid that you're living this beat up, beat down life of oppression where you can't go wherever you want. Come on. No, I can. It's just out of respect. I don't want to take advantage of it. What? respect hey you've told me stories where you're out all night palling around with your buddies uh when? bumping chests bumping chests together over uh your fight nights and ufc uh testosterone shit that's a, that's gets a pass how's well, that work out well we don't bump chests because then our gold chains get uh tangled up sometimes <laughs> respect that's we'll different. See what happens she comes, and she comes over for that too so that's different i said invite her Obviously, you can invite her and your whole family. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Outrageous. <laughs> Outrageous. What? Worlds what? collide, dude. What? Worlds collide. Holy crap. Okay. All right, moving on. Well, can we, um, uh, since you tried to congratulate me on uh, being on my own shelf cast, uh, can I congratulate you on being a special guest, one of two special guests on the recent uh, hype hypecast podcast? Thank you very much, with yep. our buddy uh, Stephen Eider. <coughs> and yeah, Rye this Hold was a and, uh, co- and co-guest, I guess, Ryhold Magnifico. Yeah, man. Um, that was a long time trying to put that together. All of us are in different time zones. Another guest was going to be uh, Tony Brazel. Brazel. Uh, he's a heavy hitter out there. and But something came up. He couldn't make the actual uh, recording time. So it was just... Uh, it was probably a family Stephen And uh, Raiho. And then we, we pulled in one of the... Uh, there were people in the chat. We pulled in somebody in the chat. Uh, Lexi. Hmm. Yeah. To, you know, do I know, is that a, do I know her? 
I don't think so. She was new to me, so mm. I just uh, saw a female voice out there. I'm like, let's get Lexi in here. Jazz up this joint. Did you see a picture? No, I didn't see a picture. No. What do you mean? When she joined the cast, did, did her picture not come up on the... No, nothing there. No. no. Sorry. <clears throat> so how was that? Hey, I thought it was pretty good. I was a little afraid because some hype cast can run... Oh, what what would you say? Eight to ten hours long, maybe twelve hours long. Longer than a fandango. <laughs> so I was a little concerned, but uh I thought I had great pace and uh we were talking about uh depressing sci-fi. And even though that sounds depressing, it was actually uh it was actually pretty good. Uh those yeah. guys filled in a lot of shit that I don't know. They were going on about a lot of titles and games that I don't know a thing about, but, uh, you know, I held my way. I think I had a good, uh, I hope it doesn't get cut out, but I created this analogy about the latest star Wars movie being, uh, some sexed up vixen on all fours that you would enter, uh, I don't know how that played out, but you'll have to, you'll have to listen to see if I uh, got that out properly. Free forming. You know, when people ask me how far away something is, I always tell them based on how many episodes of Fandango you can listen to by the time you get there. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Did you not hear anything I said? Cause you were thinking that statement up for the last five minutes. Well, no, I was waiting for you to let me squeeze it in. <laughs> yeah. Except since I don't have my big mic, you can't tell when I'm pausing to talk. Okay. Oh, That's anyway, good. that was funny. It was funny. Patting myself on the back right now. Good work, man. Uh, so hopefully that it might be out now. Who knows? Sometimes these hype casts take a long time to get published. Look for that on Podomatic, and it's probably on his YouTube channel. The, yeah, uh, go to YouTube. You can watch the uncut version. It's, uh, uh, look on YouTube at uh, Cap Max Gaming, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. C A P M A X Gaming. Yeah, follow Steven Eider on on Twitter and get the details. You can't miss him. Is Beautiful smiling faces there in his Twitter box, guiding your way to all this great content. Mm -hmm. Anyway, how many podcasts do you have to be on now? Are you trying to compete? I can't compete with you, man. You are a superstar, sir. Speaking of superstars, I want to put out a congratulation note, a note of congratulations for another big cartridge club member for the team the uh, retro nonsense team, Duke and his family. I think they just passed 200 subscribers on YouTube and they're coming up to their two year anniversary on YouTube. And we've been watching them forever. If you want a, uh, a really nice uh, channel, that's not all rude and crude, like, you know, stuff that comes out of Joe's mouth. It's uh, it's a family and their life in times and gaming and life through the cartridge club. And it's often funny and zany and entertaining. 
Oh, I agree. Yeah, congratulations to Duke. It's uh, God knows our channel will never get there due to lack of content being produced on your part. But um, uh, yes, we do love <laughs> retro nonsense. <laughs> so if you haven't checked them out, you should do so and subscribe. Don't and be stingy. Subscribe. Don't be stingy. Subscribe. I imagine Duke has something really big planned for his two-year anniversary, so keep an Absolutely. eye out for a, a big video from the Retro Nonsense crew. I'm hoping for another musical. I imagine music has something to do with it. And we should also say thank you to the dude that made last episode so friggin' mighty. Do you remember who that was? That would be Mighty Q-Dog, Eric. <laughs> Holy smokes. I need a prod over here. I thought you were going to hang out, going, like dude. shoot static electricity at you. Uh, yeah, it was great to have Eric on finally as a single guest. It was, uh, it, was, it was a lot of pressure. I felt we had to try and live up to certain expectations having him on the show. Yeah, how did you feel about that? He's a no-nonsense kind of guy. He's a no-nonsense kind of guy. No, I knew we'd be super comfortable with him. Uh, he's an incredibly intelligent person though i didn't know if he would uh start shouting mathematical equations at me and i wouldn't be able to keep up that was my only concern but uh no he was great and of course we always look forward to their uh their youtube action every week in the q dog house every monday every tuesday monday i, <laughs> I expect it on mondays every tuesday it should be on monday yeah it totally. be on mondays. i'd like to do uh a spreadsheet podcast with uh, Eric if he's up to it one day. <laughs> Go over the details of how we can uh, produce better spreadsheets to uh, to uh, properly record our video game purchases and and libraries. Wanna, maybe we, wanna... maybe we can come up with one that actually works on an Apple device, aka RF generation. I don't know why anyone would want that. I'm trying to call up the tweet he sent me. Because I was having trouble with my Sega Genesis and uh, he threw out a theory to me, which uh, it just blew my mind. The technical technical specs he's throwing it got me all uh, hot and bothered, actually. It turned me on. All these big words. All right. Check out this tweet from uh, Mighty Q Doc. I, uh, my Sega Genesis froze on me, gave me some weird code. He writes back. Uh, bad instruction followed by correct execution of an error handler, comma, suggests a transient failure. Hey, now, does anything get sounding any more sexier than that? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. Transient failure, people. Are you with me? Are you frozen? <laughs> Sorry, dude. I was checking my Twitter. Seriously. Were you talking about transients? Why are you talking about homeless people? So what does that mean? What are you going to do with that thing? I don't know, man. You could look that code up online. You know that, right? No, that's why I got the Q-Dog. He's busy, man. He's got a family. <laughs> Doesn't need to bother with your nonsense about your Genesis. Go hey, tell another, me. Just go buy another one. Tell me about that tweet you sent out. You're at some baseball game. Throwing hot dogs down your throat. 
Oh, I went to uh, the wife and I went to a Jays game on what well, would have been this past Sunday, and it was uh, Jays at home in Toronto, and visiting team was the Baltimore Orioles. Tell you what, man, expensive. It was uh, first off, it was country day so they gave away to the first twenty thousand uh a plaid type of style uh blue jay baseball cap like a farmer's hat no oh, did so you get we, one yeah of course i made sure we were there early for that well, first in line something i'll actually wear early. so anyway it was uh we got there for that and then we decided to we did a lap around the uh the dome because she had never done that before. Just to check everything out, kill some time. And I went and bought another baseball hat, because I like to buy one every year. So I bought that. And then we went and got her food. And she got her chicken fingers, and I picked up these massive two-foot-long hot dogs. So that was that tweet picture, I think I put it. Tell you, man, after about one and a half of those things, they stopped tasting good. Oh, took one and a half, eh? Yeah. You put all kinds of garbage on there, man. You really oh, did. Yeah, it's delicious. No, there's no reason onions should be on a hot dog. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I threw some on yeah. my uh, barbecued sausages tonight. They were good. I said, looking at that picture, man, I say Joe lasts, well, he's probably good till maybe sixth or seventh inning. He's going to be passed out. You wrote back, oh, second inning, asleep. In the middle of a giant stadium, 40,000 people around me, I can sleep. I can sleep through anything. Well, no, let me explain. It was a super hot day. Even (laughs) though it was really windy, it was like we didn't get much of a breeze. The sun's just just pictured, I'm sitting there melting. The sun is just bathing me in its heat. I just finished shoving two foot longs into my mouth. That was it, man. You know how it is. Yeah. After you eat a lot and you get full, you get tired. I remember they took a pan of the audience during that baseball game and uh, 95% of them were asleep because they all ate hot dogs and they were in the sun. So yeah, that's just human nature right there. Two hot dogs. I got to go to sleep. Well, I dozed off for like maybe five, 10 minutes. Oh my she, oh, 10 uh, minutes. And then she poked me and she got upset because it's like, how can you sleep? Oh, so I was tired. I don't know. I didn't sleep the night before or something. 10 minutes. And these are Joe seats. So you're leaning back, your feet are crossed over, you know, into the infield because that's how good a Joe seat is. And, uh, all these people looking at you, it's probably the first baseman staring at you going, look at this respect passed out. Yeah, it usually, it usually happens every game I go to. I don't know why. Well, it's baseball. I just get Hello. relaxed. No, it's beautiful, man. Nice hot day. Get relaxed. I didn't buy any beer because beer was like for one uh, one drink, it was like 10 bucks. So then oh, I, bought bought those, I bought those massive uh, Blue Jay plastic cups that give you a free refill of pop. Got one of those instead. I still ended up blowing like, Jesus. Man, I think like a hundred bucks. It's like 40 and change for that baseball hat. Oh my 
spent 20 bucks on the two foot longs. Uh, the drinks were $8 each. And then the wife bought uh, her chicken finger lunch. So 50, 60, 70, 86. Yep, about 100 bucks. Oh, I need a new baseball hat. Where's the cheapest one I can get? Well, how about right at the stadium? 40 bucks for a hat, dude. I can get you on a giant tiger right now for twelve ninety five. Yeah, but it probably won't fit my massive head. So, <laughs> well, concessions certainly are jacked there. Yeah, did you know actually? Uh, my internship, my television internship, was spent at the Sky Dome in their production uh, facility. I didn't know that. You did not know that, and with with your, you know, credentials to get in the building and whatnot that offered you 50% off any food and merchandise anywhere in the stadium. Uh, so that actually brought things down to normal prices, which was nice. Hmm. Although actually to date myself, that was during the last part of the baseball strike. So there wasn't baseball happening for some of that internship. And there was a McDonald's in the sky dome at the time. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do remember. So this would have been what, 94 or 95? Oh, can't. Was it that long ago? Well, they won the World Series, uh, what, 92, 93, 93, 94? Well, you just got to look up when the strike was. Yeah, and then that, it was the year after they won their, their last World Series. Go ahead. McDonald's was there, and during when baseball's on, the prices were jacked like 10 times a regular McDonald's price. But when no baseball is on, the prices are normal McDonald's. And then I had my credentials, which got me McDonald's at half price. So that was, that's like a fantasy for you, man. Half price McDonald's every day. Mm. <laughs> well, I remember when I worked there in, um, in high school, I think for the majority of my time there, it was uh, one free meal a day. So I think every week I had minimum, probably three or four McDonald's meals a week for about three or four years straight. Mm. Yeah. It's amazing. I still have a gut or I'm not like 500 pounds. <laughs> well, your body knew it I had to jack up that metabolism or just keel over call it quits. So it jacked up way to go, man. Yeah. But man, there was, there was some wild times during that internship working at that stadium. Like, uh, I remember one time the, the uh, monster trucks came in, you know, so they filled in the whole stadium with dirt and ramps and all kinds of cars to crush and everything else. And I don't know. I was delivering a cable or something down one of the uh, gangways to uh, wherever I was going to the infield. And suddenly you heard this thunder coming in behind you, like so freaking loud echoing through that gangway if you can imagine these giant trucks wedged into these you know little gangways they were driving into the infield nearly running me over so you could picture me running for my life coming out of these gangways and then these giant monster trucks coming in right behind me it was uh that was good times that was fun i was there for one of those shows wonder if uh, you were there that year anyways there's a little tidbit tidbit of tv history with bill 
internship at Skydome. And I'll tell you the best part, though. It was obviously a, a very successful production house inside the Skydome. So they were uh, all about um, keeping the employees happy and keeping the clients happy. You know, because you'd have producers come in and have shit edited for them right there in-house. And so you'd go into that kitchen facility for the employees and the fridge is completely stocked with every kind of soft drink you can imagine, every juice, chocolate milks, whatever you wanted. And, uh, you know, there was a bagel station and all that jazz and toasts and everything else. And then you go outside that room and there was a full espresso bar with coffees and a million mugs. So you could always have a mug of coffee and they had full-time staff just looking after that employee uh, kitchen. Can you imagine everything was free. You think they still have that? That's a good question. I'd love to know that it's pretty high end. So maybe I couldn't believe it. I'm sure they can pay for it all after they just have to sell what? 30 hot dogs and 30 beers. <laughs> I was a starving college student at an unpaid, unpaid internship there. So like uh, stuff in pockets full of bagels and orange juice. And, oh, I'm going to take this mug. Y'all yeah, return it. Nope. Got five mugs at home. And, and now you have what we have now. Very crappy cafeteria. That costs way too much. <sighs> hey, man. You went to... Uh... I was at the, the Jays game that same day. Weren't you at, uh, I don't know, the day before you were at something too, right? You went to the uh, the air show at Camp Borden. Is that right? Yep. You are correct, sir. Yeah, just me uh, me and the kids. I love air shows, love airplanes, love air shows. Yeah, and so I, I couldn't take the kids to that one, but you know what choo -choo. I, I don't think i've been to an air show in how many years well that's the thing where where we are especially while well, in canada we're limited with the military resources so borden gets an air show maybe every four or six years and uh, we have another base near us called the uh, cfb trenton and they're around the same frequency and they usually happen the same year. It's not staggered. So this year it's happening. They're both having air shows in the same year. But then you got to wait another six years for another air show. Wasn't there one down in Hamilton or something? Well, that's true. Hamilton does have one, I think, every year, yeah, as well as Toronto. I think the Hamilton one's usually pretty decent. And I know another, uh, I know another plane fanatic, and I think he's always at that Hamilton one. Should ask him about it. Yeah, I think the Hamilton one is less military, though. You know, I really like Borden because it's it's Canada's largest training base. There's absolutely every school uh, for military training in this one base. It's just massive, and so during an air show, it's more of a display for all the schools. They all take out whatever you know, uh, whatever they teach like the uh there'll be a display of uh small arms and there'll be a display of uh, artillery and then there'll be students doing hand-to-hand -hand combat and shit like that for demonstration so it's all this other stuff on top of the air show so that's pretty cool 
So yeah, I got there nice and early and well, I'll took see the you. kids. I'll see you there in another four to six years. I'll be there. Well, we can still go to the Trent one together. That's in two weeks. I can't make it that weekend. <laughs> you can't make it that weekend. Hmm. I honestly can't. <laughs> That's a, it's on Saturday and Sunday. So either day, either day works. You can go either day, Saturday or Sunday. Yep. No. Okay. Uh, that was the kids. Um, well, the big kids been to air shows before, but the little kid, I think that was her first real air show. So she was really, uh, she jumped out of her seat when the CF 18 went over. That's our big military jet. That's our one big one that we get at these air shows. I know the American air shows are crazy, right? You get every military jet available flying over, but in Canada, we get one big one. That's our CF 18 and it puts on, it puts on an amazing show. Uh, like the the power in this thing and the noise it makes is just incredible. And it always comes onto the field. It sneaks up behind the crowd and he comes and flies over from behind full afterburner. And of course you see it first and the kids see it first and there's no sound because he's traveling faster than the sound. And they're just like, Oh, look at that. It's airplane. And then boom, thunder and loudness and kids are jumping and, hitting the deck and grabbing their ears. And I just love it. I love it. You're always shocked how loud that sucker is. Always shocked. Why didn't you get footage of that, man? She yeah, was, you're right. I, a quick little record of that. There's been many air shows where I spend the whole air show looking through a viewfinder, taking photos and stuff. And at this time, I just want to experience it. So. I did take a pretty cool video of the big kid. She was watching uh, our snowbirds and I had her framed up and you could see two snowbirds forming a heart in the sky. And that, that turned out pretty cool. Um, the snowbirds, that's our military acrobatic jet team that have been around for years and years and years. You know, they're often shrugged off because they fly tiny little jets called the uh, tutors but I, I think for precision and uh style i think they're unmatched man like i've seen other uh precision teams you know the americans have the blue angels uh which are all f-18s and uh the brits have the red arrows uh, for precision and accuracy and uh just elegance i don't think anyone comes close to snowbirds and these jets are almost 60 years old. They're quite a sight. I wonder if any of our American listeners have seen the snowbirds when they go on tour around the States. I think so. I, th I always thought they were, their fame was North America spread. You know what I mean? Like, I think the Americans know who they are. They should. And you're, you're certainly right about the precision factor with, with their jets being a lot smaller than like an F, you know, F-16, you said, which is, well, uh, what? The F-18, F the Blue Angels are F-18s. Oh, F-18, sorry. Like, that's what's so crazy, right? Here in Canada, we get one F-18 to do its own demonstration. And in the States, the, the entire precision team is F-18s. You get like 12 of them up in the sky at once. But 
you know, the Blue Angels, they dial it back. They're not going full military power for all their maneuvers because it's, it's a precision team, so they have to go slow. And I think, you know, the Snowbirds, the Tudors are designed to go low and slow and precise, so they just pull it off so much better than these big boys. Anyhow, enough of, enough of airplane talk, eh? I could go on forever. Check out them Snowbirds. Do you want to hear what I picked up the other day? Uh, we can't really call it Value Village anymore. Can we? Can we call it Retail Retail Village or High Retail oh, Village? You mean that one that was taken over? <laughs> no, it's still Value Village, but everything uh-huh. is retail there. No value. <laughs> I did find this thing though. Um, they had it for twenty bucks, and I'm taking a chance on. It. I don't really know much about it. I know what it does, but. Maybe you or maybe the listenership can fill in for me if this is uh, if it's a piece of crap or if it's anything decent. It's a HD PVR. Uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Uh, hapage, hapage with an exclamation mark. HD PVR. So uh, you could route your your video game through here, and uh, it's a capture device. It has uh, component ins and outs as well as uh, USB to your computer, so you can see the output on your computer screen as well as whatever TV you're outputting to. Uh, it's component. Well, it's got optical ins and outs as well. And it's just the box. came with no cords. came with no... Uh, like it came with an IR blaster, I guess, originally. There's no uh, power cord. So I'm going to have to find some kind of adapter for it. It's really light. It's hard to believe there's a hard drive in here, but I don't know. Here, I'll give you the number. It's uh, an HD PVR 49101LF. That's the version. Hapage. How big is the hard drive? Uh, I don't know. I have no idea. I have no idea. So anyways, I had a coupon and it brought the price down to $14. So I thought, what the heck? I'll Ooh. take a chance on it. So uh, that better work. What do you think? Have you heard of this? No, I've never heard of that. Okay, I've listenership. Other devices that do the same thing, but um, I, I, th- I think it's older. Like it's not a new thing. It's S video and uh, it's composite in the front, but component in the back. And I don't know. Is it any good? Is there lag with this? Does it upscale? Is this, should I just throw it out? Should I sell it on eBay? Anyways, I'm into it for $14. I wonder if that that would upscale if it's an old unit. I don't know. Well, if I'm putting composite in the front and it goes out component, should be doing something in the mixer somewhere, shouldn't it? Hmm. And that's all they had there? That was it? Yeah, that was it. Although I did have a little Kijiji business um, throughout the last overnight shift. The guy had two uh, SNES games, Mortal Kombat and uh, Super Mario World. Super Mario World I already had. And also a uh, SNES controller. And I needed a second controller. Actually, I probably just need any controller because that one I got with this latest system is getting really frayed 
will need to be rewired at some point. And he just wanted 20 bucks for all three items. So I emailed him right away through the night. You know, I'm interested in this. Anyway, I can come pick it up tomorrow. And he writes, writes back, yeah, of course. And that's it. So I got to write back. Um, okay, I'm available first thing, 9 a.m. I can be there uh, anytime. Are you around at 9 a.m.? And then this was middle of the night, so I had to wait. And then I'm on my way home from work. It's around 9 a.m. And he emails back, yeah, I'm around totally. That's it. <laughs> so I got to write him back again. Where do I go? Is this, uh, what do I do now? Where's the, where's the next step here? So we finally got the details worked out. And I, uh, he was in the middle of town in the downtown, which is such a pain because there's no fast way to get there. So it's a 20 minute trip after my overnight shift. I felt like Joe driving around. But uh, yeah, I got the stuff, but the controller was a third party controller. So not as good a deal as I thought. But I guess if it works, what the hell? His picture was very blurry. I was going to say, you didn't have a picture for it? Yeah, he did, but you can tell it, you know, it looked like, you know, the dog bone controller, but what's that other game you got? Super Mario world. Yeah. Yeah, this is a, so this will be extra. I can do stuff with this. I can move it. Yeah. Give it to, you can move that to me for bro price. I don't see a box around it. I don't see foam encasement. I don't see a baggie. I don't see a uh, shrink wrap around a box. Not Joe Kandish. What would you do with this? This is a fun game. You don't like fun games. Do I have that? You no, you have uh, Mario. You have Mario All Stars. I don't remember you having this one. I'm looking on my shelf. I don't think I have it. All right, I'll take it off you for bro price. All right, twenty bucks. Bro price, I said. This that's. Come on, man. That's a $30 game. No, you just paid 20 for all that. You paid 10 for that. What? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Divide the price between the third-party controller and those two games. Dude, seven. You I paid, got it. You paid seven bucks. <laughs> seven. Okay. You're working in the price of the third-party controller, which really is really nothing. No. Irrelevant. Yeah, it's irrelevant. I'll pay you. Um, uh, listen, I'll I'll give you. I'll give you ten. And you make three dollars profit. Holy Christ! You know I'm never going to get ahead in this world like all these other YouTubers who can finance their hobby by. Uh, What's the condition of the things? game? What's the condition? I don't know. It's condition. It's fine. It's fine. No, is it joke dish? Well, it's a cart. What? It's got what's the, the. What's the label? It's, got the label. it's fine. Tell. Your picture's fucking fuzzy. It's the label. It's a label. It's good, man. It looks good. I'll take it, man. I need it. Twenty bucks. Twenty buck. It's half faded. I can just tell there. <laughs> it's got sun fading on it. I'll give you. Listen. Listen. Ah. <sighs> Out of respect, I'll give you 15 for it. All right. I'm going to pay you in two installments. <laughs> but I want to see, see, see what it looks like first. No, on, on, no right. it's done. 
No, we I just see what it looks like. <laughs> All right, done, twelve twelve dollars final deal. <laughs> no, twelve dollars and a big breakfast, maybe. But you already owe many of those. Twelve dollars. That's as low as I can go. No, I was happy with fifteen. <laughs> Uh, okay, one other thing I wanted to mention before we wrap this up. We're always talking about uh, death, it seems, on this show. But uh, I got to mention that Gordy Howe passed away, one of the hockey legends uh, for Detroit. Um, a Detroit Red Wing for like 25 freaking years. I don't know that much about Gordy Howe because, you know, I, I'm a Montreal Canadiens fan. And I got enough heroes to look at in that roster. But in the hockey world, there's, you know, no doubt about where Gordy Howe stands. He stands amongst the Giants, and uh, some of his records still stand. Many of his records were taken down only by the great one, Wayne Gretzky. But, like, just for longevity, man. I think he is the only player to have played professional hockey in five decades. Six decades. Big breakfast? Yep. <laughs> okay. Six decades. Six decades. So I, I always find that pretty incredible. And of course, um, did you like due to his uh his brashness with the game um it was coined the Gordy Howe hat trick oh yeah the uh what was it a a goal assist in a fight is that what it is you got it yeah so for those people that don't know a hat trick is three goals the Gordy Howe hat trick goal assist in a fight um but he only actually scored two of two Gordy Howe hat tricks in his uh, career, but it was still named after him due to his tenacity. Uh, the other interesting thing I found out about him, if you look up what hand he can shoot with, he could shoot with both hands. So really? that's pretty wild. Yeah. So Gordy Howe died at uh, 88 years old and he died at 88 the same week that our 88th podcast was out. Oh, you jinxed him, dude. Yeah. Of course, nothing's reliable on the internet, so we'll just say I'm right. There's no way you could be right. Yeah, okay, let's say the earliest he got into professional hockey was in his teens at 15, and you're saying he played for 60 years. <laughs> Something's not right there. That was one hell of a professional team he played on when he turned 66. Holy mackerel. It, uh... I'm using my 1994 uh, math. He is the only player to have completed in, to competed in the NHL in five different decades, the forties to the eighties. That's what I meant. Five. <laughs> Oldest player to play in the NHL 52 years and 11 days. Yeah. Can you imagine? And of course, um, if, if a lot of our American listeners uh, can't grasp the uh, breadth of Gordie Howe or uh, NHL hockey, or for that matter, they must know Ferris Bueller's day off, right? You would think so. So what jersey did Cameron wear throughout that movie? Detroit Red Wings. 
Gordy Howe. Yeah. Okay. Listen, he started with the Omaha Knights in in nineteen forty five forty six. Then he played nineteen fifties. Obviously, he played the nineteen sixties. He played the nineteen seventies. And then he played uh, one game for the, okay, he played 78, 79. Then he played for the Hartford Whalers in 79, 80. Mm-hmm. And then he played for the Detroit Vipers, 1997, 1998. What the hell is that? I don't possible? know what that is. That's I don't a, know what the Vipers are. It's an IHL team. He played one game for them in 97, 98. Oh, that must have. Does that really count? It it's it's in the official records, man. So how many is that? I can do my math here. Oh, wait, forty fives. The one fifties is two. Sixties is three. Seventies is four. And then seventy nine eighty is five, and then ninety seven ninety eight six. Boom! Big breakfast for Joe. <laughs> no, there's no way he got paid like as a professional athlete to play that game. It was obviously some sort of, Dude, uh, you know, ceremonial matter. thing. It's official. No, I don't. I, we'll have to examine that further. 23 time all-star, 12 time first all-star team, nine time NHL second all-star team, four time Stanley cup champion, six time Art Ross, six time Hart Memorial trophy, Lester, the Patrick Award winner, Conacher Award, Hall of Fame in 72. Uh, top five in NHL scoring for 20 consecutive years. Most game plays for a single franchise with 1,967 for the Red Wings. Most goals and points with a franchise, 786 and 1,809 respectively. Most NHL games played, 1,767. Oldest NHL player at time of retirement, 52. And oldest player to play in NHL and also only player to play in the NHL after the age of 50. Only player to play in the NHL in five different decades. But then that IHL one is... uh, there you go. No, I think we were talking about the bigs. I think you no, know, it doesn't matter. No, we're talking we're about talking, the bigs. No, we were talking about his career, dude. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's that's that. Anyway, impressive. That's that. Yeah, let's have a let's have a week without someone big dying. Okay. Who died last week? Oh, it's oh. right. Yeah. Well, we t- last show we talked about uh, Ali dying. Yeah. Anyways, uh, awesome news. I want to just end on this. It was revealed, I think, well, when is this going to air? Uh, okay, whatever. I just heard the other day, uh, Larry David has agreed to bring Curb Your Enthusiasm back to HBO for a ninth season. Uh, we should have ended the show before you said this. Nothing is better than that. That is amazing. I cannot wait. That is Christmas and birthdays and every fantasy rolled into one. I love it. This is going to make this, this makes me keep paying that high price for HBO for yet another year. 
you should Curb be paying for it to get some good quality programming. And uh, one more coming back. Uh, I'm not excited about it, but I just thought it was weird that it's coming back. Mad TV. Yeah, I heard about that. I'm not sure why it's coming back either. Uh, it seems like variety shows, uh, sketch is it, shows. Is it be- the, uh, it's obviously not the, the, the full original cast, right? No, I don't know. I think that I, it's got to be a whole new cast, I imagine. But uh, Sketch is getting it's getting some heat nowadays, so I guess these shows are coming back. I know Marty Short has an awesome show on. Um, it's midweek sometime. I don't even know what network it is. I've only seen the highlights on um, YouTube. But you got Martin Short in a Sketch show. You got to watch that. It's funny shit. Of course, he's bringing Jiminy Glick back. And... Uh, the, the one that I saw that just was amazing was Jiminy Click and uh, Larry David, of course, who, who's bringing back Curb Your Enthusiasm for season nine coming soon. No one cares, man. <laughs> and you're the only one that cares about Jiminy Click. I'll, I'll let you have it. Oh, man. All right. You wonder why, well, I, fall, this, you wonder why I fall asleep. Hey, this was a. Another great, uh, another great Tiffany with Joe. Be lots of highlights out of this one. No, this one was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think it's pretty good. It's I nice. Like- uh, it's nice being back with just the two of us. We've had I quite like, a run. I like with the two of us. This is late, man. This I I can't do these late records anymore. It's late. Yeah, this we need, whole we need- nine nine thirty thing. We need the morning records where I got a cup of coffee going. Anyway, I got, uh, I got my, what? I got my father's day son school trip tomorrow. So here's my whole day being consumed eight thirty to two thirty, going to father's day with the whole junior kindergarten class to, uh, some kind of farm. <laughs> right. Well, I did that today, man. I worked an overnight shift. I slept for two hours. I had to get up because we had a kindergarten celebration of learning and uh, all the kids were singing songs and stuff. There was a little social afterwards in the class with cookies and juice boxes. And uh, hey, I'll let I'll let my kid play us out. Okay. Here you go. Listen to this concert. That's great. <laughs> Kindergarten. Post it and post it. <laughs> 